0: buying or selling a home can be one of the most stressful things we'll ever do in life but it doesn't have to be and no one knows better than our friends at front porch realty group their community of realtors serving the northern bay area of california that cares about their clients as individuals first and foremost whether you're a first-time buyer or looking to lease or sell your property in the bay area front porch realty group will help you through this important transition by providing you with the right information for your situation while lessening the pain. They also work with a network of realtors throughout California who provide the same high caliber of customer service. Call Karen Strain at 415-886-7411 for a realtor referral near you. You can also visit their website, frontporchrealtygroup.com, for more information on the services they provide, including upcoming workshops and seminars, For more information, call Karen Strain at 415-886-7411 or visit frontporchrealtygroup.com. Front Porch Realty Group. They'll find the solution that works best for you. Story Salon is Los Angeles' longest-running storytelling venue. We have live shows every Wednesday in Studio City, as well as solo shows, podcasts, CDs, and several books. Los Angeles Daily News calls Story Salon, gemstones of narrative, something new, funny, astonishing. Sunset Magazine says, tales tall, tragic, and tantalizing. All of this makes Story Salon one of the most eclectic entertainment experiences available. You can learn more about us by going to our Facebook page or by visiting our website at www.storysalon.com.
1: Accredited by Guinness World Records, welcome to Archival Television Audio, Incorporated. A peerless TV soundtrack archive, preserving the audio from television's first three decades the 1950s, 60s, and 70s, the golden and silver age of television. For
2: more information, go to atvaudio.com. I also want to tell you that if you're a fan of the great one, Jackie Gleason, our friends at MPI Home Video have just released a brand-new single-disc DVD collection featuring the final four Honeymooner specials starring Jackie Gleason, Art Carney, Audrey Meadows, and Jane Keene. That would be the Honeymooner specials, the complete collection. The Honeymooner specials, the complete collection, available now on DVD through MPI Home Video. These four hour-long specials originally aired on ABC between 1976 and 1976. And 1978 and marked the final television appearances of the beloved Honeymooners characters. The Honeymooners specials, the complete collection, available now on DVD wherever DVDs are sold through our friends at MPI Home Video. Hi, this is Constance Towers and welcome
0: to TV Confidential.
2: Robertson with a reminder that actor, voice artist, and impressionist Jim Meskimen will join us later on in the hour. We hope you stay tuned for that. In the meantime, on the line with us right now is Bud Burton Moss. Bud Moss, legendary Hollywood agent, talent manager, deal maker, author, and showbiz Rack on tour. After originally aspiring to become a bullfighter and an actor, Bud Moss learned his craft as an agent under the legendary. Martin Baum, before launching his own agency, the Burton Moss Agency, which is still very active today. Bud's books include All I Got Was 10%, What It's Like to Be a quote-unquote, famous Hollywood agent, and Hollywood, sometimes the reality is better than the dream. Both of Bud's books provide a singular look at an era in Hollywood movies and Hollywood television that will never quite be repeated. Both All I Got Was 10% and Hollywood, Sometimes Reality Is Better Than The Dream, available through Amazon.com. Bud's third book, Act Three, is due out later in 2022. The Burton Moss Hollywood Golden Era Award, which is named... After Bud Moss honors legendary stars from the golden age of Hollywood, 1919 through 1963, the next Burton Moss Hollywood Golden Era Award will be awarded posthumously to Academy Award winner William Holden during the first week in May as part of the Gold Coast International Film Festival in Great Neck, New York. Actress Stephanie Powers will accept the award that night on William Holden's behalf. For reservations, more information, call 516-829-2570, 516-829-2570, or visit goldcoastarts.org. Stephanie Powers will be our guest in our second hour. We mentioned earlier in our conversation that Bud Moss had a hand in casting the stars of many of the most iconic comedy and drama series in TV history, including Bewitched and I Dream a Genie. Before he we went to break, Bud was telling us the story of how it took a little effort to convince Elizabeth Montgomery to do Bewitched, particularly after Montgomery abruptly ended her first conversation with Bud by hanging up on him. So how'd you get her to, back on the phone, and how'd you get her to agree to Bewitched?
1: She was married to uh, an actor at the time by the name of Gig Young. Mm-hmm was a very popular actress a few years before at uh, MGM. Mm-hmm. And I had Marty call Gig and uh, tell her that all we want to do is to have her meet with Bill, um, Asher. Bill Asher. Thank you. And it took a little conniving. She came into the office with Gig, having had a few drinks up the street at a little <laughs> restaurant that was still active, I think, called Jason's. Mm-hmm. And she said, first of all, I don't want to do a series. But after a long meeting, Marty Baum said, and this is one of the great Marty Baum stories. He said, Elizabeth, all I want you to do is to meet Bill Asher. And if for some remote reason you decided to do the pilot, and that pilot became a very successful TV series, I, am Marty Baum." will get you out of the series immediately, if not sooner. And I'm looking at Marty, and his nose started to grow like Pinocchio. And I'm sitting there (laughs) and saying, Marty, how can you do that? She said, you mean that all I have to do is to have a lunch meeting with Bill Asher, correct? That's it. Okay, set it up. A couple days later, Elizabeth Montgomery went over to Screen Gems. There was the executive producers whose names escaped me at this time. The head of television there, whose name also escaped me at this time. Was,
2: J- was Jackie Cooper in charge? Was that was, was this before that?
1: Jackie could have been there. I mean, I knew Jackie personally. We used to sit next to each other at Nate and Al's over the years. Mm-hmm. This luncheon, from what I was told, Bill was sitting across from her with these executives. And during the course of the, the luncheon, and they were telling her about the different concepts that they had for this show and that show and about the nose that was twitching and all these other things. And apparently, once again, as the story unraveled, it seems that Bill Asher, under the table, had taken his foot and very slowly moved it up and down the side of Liz Montgomery's ankle. There was kind of this sudden shock at one point and that shock turned down to a lovely little smile, Mr. Asher. <laughs> and uh, can we do a test on this character and see what she's like? Needless to say, she did the pilot. I think it lasted for, I want to say, 11 years. You're going to have to check that for me.
2: Eight. Eight years.
1: Eight years, thank you. And it was one of the greatest successes. And Bill Asher and Liz Montgomery got married, had a couple of kids, I think. Mm-hmm. But that series went on to be really one of the all-time great television series of the early days of TV going back to uh, to the 60s.
2: And the success that uh, Elizabeth Montgomery enjoyed on Bewitched gave her the freedom to do pretty much whatever she wanted after Bewitched. And if I remember correctly, she pretty much she was never a movie star, but she was one of the major television stars. She was the queen of the TV movies and made quality, dramatic TV movies for the rest of her career. Yep, Stay with us, folks. We'll be right back.
0: Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE. Let
2: me ask you this. Now, this and this is kind of along the same lines. You also, I believe you also repped Barbara Eden during her movie career and you made the deal for her on Genie. Now, Barbara was also cut from the same mold in that she was a movie star. People forget she was a movie star. She did a lot of <coughs> movies throughout, <coughs> in, in the 10 years before Jeannie, was there any reservation on her part to do the television series? How, how difficult was that deal to make?
1: Well, it seems, and I'm, I'm rewinding the film on this one. I have to re- try and remember that there had been before I got involved in the series, or our agency got involved in the, the concept. There had been some discussions before we became her agent with Tony Randall mm-hmm. to do the series called uh, I Dream of Jeannie. Mm-hmm. So it was kind of a slam dunk by the time we got to the point where Marty Brown said, go in and make the deal. They're going to put it together and uh, see if you can't make a good deal for Larry Hagman also, who became one of my longtime personal friends uh, from that, uh, prior to that. Hagman's mother... Mary Martin. ...was the legendary Mary Martin, mm-hmm. and uh, he had a good... Uh, a door opener with his mother's name,
2: needless to say. Needless to say, but, and this is something that still holds true today. Having a famous mother may get your foot in the door, may get you an interview, but at the end of the day, whether you get the part or whether you sustain a career depends on what you have as a performer, and he had it, and many other offspring of of, of actors who were able to form establish careers. Ultimately, their talent comes through. Correct most definitely bud moss's new book act three is due out later in 2022 the next burton moss hollywood golden ERA Award will be awarded posthumously to Academy Award winner William Holden in a ceremony that will take place the first week of May as part of the Gold Coast International Film Festival. Stephanie Powers will be accepting the award that night on behalf of William Holden. For reservations, more information, call 516-829-2570 or visit goldcoastarts.org. Let me ask you this. We mentioned at the top of the program that uh, you not only represented and managed the careers of film and TV stars, you manage sports talent, professional athletes. What led you into uh, sports talent management? And are the needs for athletes the same as the needs for actors, or are they different?
1: Good question. I was in Washington, D.C., with a client of mine, Constance Towers, whom you certainly know, who happened to have been in the Horse Soldiers Mm -hmm. with Bill Holden, Mm -hmm. who had been a very close friend of his going back to the John Wayne days. Mm -hmm. And I was having lunch at the time, I think with Connie, and this man came over and he said, my name is Bill Smith. I couldn't remember what his name was. And he said, Joe Theismann, who was uh, having lunch with me sitting over at the other side, had heard that uh, you were... Uh, an agent from Hollywood, and uh, Joe has always wanted to be an actor and uh, decided to play football instead and did rather well over the years. But he said he'd like to come over and shake your hand and say hello. Weisman came over to say hello and took over the lunch and picked up the tab, if I remember correctly, wow. and uh, said, I really would like to come to Hollywood uh, during an off-season and uh, see what I can't do. And I said, give me a call when you come out or when you're planning to come out. Somehow or some way, Joe, I think I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna to make a left turn instead of a right turn.
2: That's okay, this Jill is the Bud Moss show.
1: I sent him out to a couple of casting people, and I think it was Burt Reynolds uh, who certainly knew Joe and found a place in two, if not three, of his movies that Burt did. That gave Joe his uh, acting career, and he went on to, to do rather well. And I think it was during that time that he was about kind of trying to remember what he gave that he was going to give up his career playing football or end his career. When on television on a on a, on a Sunday night, if I remember correctly, or Thursday night, Lawrence Taylor.
2: Oh yeah, he, he there lied. a really be, uh, He had a he had a horrific injury on Monday Night oh. Football.
1: You, prakt- you saw it on television where his leg broke in like five different places yes, practically.
2: Yes, yes,
1: And that, need to say, ended his career. Joe, I think even today, still goes out around the country with a big smile on his face mm-hmm. and talks about football and his injury and his career and does rather well uh, based upon the, the time that he put in as an actor. Every once in a while I get a phone call and we would meet for coffee or lunch or something like that a remarkable human being, a great athlete, and a very special friend who knew the word, go get him. I mean, he just really wanted to become a, a well-known actor. He did good as a spokesperson also. He
2: did, and if, and um, he did announcing. Yeah, I think he did uh, he, he did color analysis. I think, for one I, of the think
1: I made that original deal. During the time also, uh, somehow or some way, because the 49ers were in and out of town, mm-hmm. Uh, somebody got me to um, Gene Washington, mm-hmm. who was a wide receiver for the 49ers. Throughout the 70s, yeah. And uh, through Gene, he introduced me to Jim Plunkett. Mm-hmm. And at one time, I was representing Feisman, Plunkett, Gene Washington, John Brody, if I could get a job for him. <laughs> um it, it was kind of a marvelous pleasure for me to be representing these, uh, these athletes. I had a dinner party here at my home for Plunkett and for Gene. And uh, at the end of the dinner, everybody's making toasts. And uh, somebody started to toast Gene Washington. And uh, Plunkett says, Gene Washington gets all the leading roles in all the movies that I wanted to do. And he said, look at me. He said, Gene Washington, look at him. He says, I end up getting the Frankenstein monster movies. Plunkett, as you know, is an American Indian.
2: Yes, and Plunkett Plunkett has what you would call a great story arc. Mm. I believe both his parents were blind.
1: Uh, they used to pick cotton in the cotton fields at midnight because they couldn't see, so they just had him working whatever they wanted, sending them out into the fields. They're from, I think they were in the Fresno area.
2: Yes, yes. And fast forward a few years, he was the Heisman Trophy winner, the number one draft pick of the then Boston Patriots at the time. So he was a high-profile high-profile quarterback entering the league injuries slowed him down and uh, he reached the depths when the 49ers cut him at the uh, end of training camp in 1978 and then a couple years later John Madden Al Davis signs him with the Raiders and he has one of the greatest comebacks in sports history when he wins the he Super- yeah
1: I think he's still doing the uh, the radio he does for the Raiders
2: I believe he does
1: he, he at it's, this point back to joe for mm-hmm. a second sure apparently his real name was Thiesman, huh. uh rather than Thiesman, and he said that he changed it from Thiesman to Thiesman because it would rhyme with the heisman <laughs> <joke>. <laughs> which he which he wanted so badly i don't think yeah. joe ever got it i don't think so either
2: i don't think so right. uh, let, let me ask you this before we we'll let you go you mentioned that at one point you represented john brody Speaking of the 49ers, speaking of the great 49er teams of the 70s. Now, you're talk- this is a geeky question, I'll admit. But you're talking to a guy who loves watching the old Universal shows from the 70s, which are still on IMDb TV, one of the digital channels. There's a great episode of Banachek that features Brody, uh, Gene Washington, Big Ben Davidson, a couple other major, uh, I think Deacon Jones is in it. Uh, did you uh, uh, like about a half a dozen NFL stars are all central part to this to this episode of Banachek? Which was George, this
1: John Conwell?
2: Uh, no, this no. Uh, this was uh, this is George Pappard's show, and I don't know whether Conwell was had anything to do with the casting on that. But uh, it was one of the it was one of the mystery movie shows from the nineteen seventies. Did you have anything to?
1: Uh, did you have I anything? I wish I could. I wish I could say that I did. Okay. I just. You know, I got so many, so much work down here. Uh, I got Plunkett and um, and and Gene in uh, Airport Mm -hmm. seventy-seven, or whatever those airport films were. Uh, But I I can't take credit for that.
2: uh, Okay. All right. That's true. One, one, one of the few times in the history of this program, I actually stumped Bud Moss, and that's not easy to do. So, because uh,
1: you did a good job, my
2: dear friend. Bud knows everything. Bud Moss, the namesake of the Burton Moss Hollywood Golden Era Award, which pays homage to legendary actors and actresses from the Golden Age of Hollywood. The next Burton Moss Hollywood Golden Era Award will be awarded posthumously to Academy Award winner William Holden as part of the Gold Coast International Film Festival. The event will take place the first week of May at the Gold Coast Art Center in Great Neck, New York a date to be determined as we record this conversation. Stephanie Powers will accept the award that night on William Holden's behalf for reservations. More information, call 516-829-2570, 516-829-2570, or visit goldcoastarts.org. Bud, when...
1: And and be sure, Ed, excuse me, that they ask for Regina Geller, K-E-L-L-E-R... Geller Gill, G-I-L. She's the founder and the creator and executive director of the Gold Coast International Film Festival. Regina Gill, G-I-L.
2: Yes, and we will add that to our show notes as well. Bud Moss, when Act 3 comes out, please come back and visit us on TV Confidential. I look forward to it, Ed. Jim Meskimen will join us when we come back on TV Confidential